the WNBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get a $100 free bet. When you bet $100 at WinBet, head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. And we're also brought to you by my other podcast, The College Experience. Get ready for college football season by checking out all 131 college football team previews. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash CFB. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash CFB. Yes, sir. Liberty, 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 fucking Liberty. Oh, man. Wow. What a start to the WNBA playoffs. You guys know me. You know the voice. You know my name is really real. Villain real. Terrell Furman Jr. And I got my guy, fellow New York Liberty stand with me and holder of a 40 of a 420 to one Liberty ticket. Scott Studio Rachel. Scott, we're holding some pretty serious Liberty tickets in our hand. And oh my gosh, I just have to say it one more time. Liberty Liberty. Yeah, I feel like hopefully we're not alone with this Liberty venture because we mentioned on the podcast a couple of weeks ago that you could have gotten 200 to one. And we've talked about how there was a lot of value there with Laney potentially coming back. We thought that it would be a little bit dicey to get into the playoffs. But if they did, we thought this Liberty team could potentially sneak up on a team or two. And yep. they forced a home game three. And that's really all you can ask for in this situation. Hopefully, we don't need it. Hopefully, the Liberty win game two and we could just go home. But it's a great start to the playoffs for me. I also hit my lock. I had the Aces minus 14 and a half. And I don't know if it deserved the cash, but it got there as they won by 16. So that was a nice win. As for my dog... <laughs> Uh, I don't remember. I think I had the. I, did I join you with the Wings to win the series as the dog, or did we do a game dog? I think you did a series dog. I, I think I did the Wings as my uh, dog there because it was like six to one, and yeah. that doesn't really look like it as a shot right now. I'm kind of annoyed by it. <laughs> but I also had a series lock, and I gave out the Storm to win the series at around minus one sixty five, and they're up one nothing. So, so far, pretty hey, good hey, start. It was close. That it was close, close, but I'm saying they pulled it out. Jewel Lloyd yep. uh, clutch. So that's Definitely. that's one in the bag. But so far, so good for the WNBA playoffs. I'm a little bit confused by the scheduling because they don't play again until Saturday, but there's no travel involved. So I, I don't really know why you can't have two games tonight, but that's a separate story, I guess, because I don't really get it. But either way, it's a good start for us. Hopefully the wings come back and we can maybe sweep the entire first round. But as of right now, I'll settle for the Liberty winning game one on the road. And I'll also be pretty happy if the wings end up, uh, not the wings, sorry, if the storm end up winning the series. But the Aces got my lock. So pretty good overall first episode for me for the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, hey, it was good for me, too. I didn't get my lock where I had the wings plus nine. You know, I kind of felt 
uh, confident. Well, it was plus 10 at the time. I felt really confident in the beginning of the game. I was like, oh, okay, well, they can keep this close. And then that second half. They cut it to like six, and the game was over. After yeah, that. it was just abysmal after that. And then my dog went, if you saw me post on at Really Real on, it, on Twitter, Liberty first half, plus 200, plus 240 if you waited. Oh, my gosh. The only thing I regret is not giving out the money line. That's it. Because the the first half, first great second quarter by the Liberty going on a tremendous run. And then they end the game with a 13-0 and 0 run. 13-0 and 0 run to end the game and get the win. That's playoff basketball right there. We're going to talk a little bit more about that game in just a second. But first, I got to talk to you about win bet. Perfect time for new customers who bet $100, get a $100 free bet. And if you're betting baseball, you get the best juice with their reduced juice on baseball games. You get in the same bets as anybody else for the best price. Plus, the WinBet Casino is open 24-7, and they have a 100% deposit match up to $1,000 for the WinBet Casino. And Win also just released their first QB with five touchdown props. If you've been listening, we gave you out. A bunch of names. I think I threw out Russell Wilson, threw out Lamar Jackson, threw out Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert because they have the Thursday night game. So if you don't get it week one, they have the best chance of just go ahead and cashing it week two. So much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 20 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. An odds trader, the best place to compare odds from all the major sports book. Look, you can go and look and look at your favorite sports books. You can look at sports books that you don't use normally and just go place the best bet that you are getting the best price. Also, if you don't have an account with the sportsbook, don't matter because OddsTrader has all the different sign-up codes and promotions from all the sportsbooks, so you can get a great deal when you sign up with a new book. Look, they have handicapping, play-by-play updates, live scoring, bet tracking, player statistics, key game statistics, even the projected projected game day weather. Like, come on, guys, Look, bet tracker. To allow you to keep records of all your games and betting activity, go to OzTrader.com slash BlueWire for all that stuff I just mentioned. OzTrader, the number one site for your game day bets. That's OzTrader.com slash BlueWire. And we're also brought to you by Run Your Pool. Look, we have the ultimate, ultimate survivor contest where we're giving away $500 and a $200 $250 gift certificate to our merch store to the winner of our NFL survivor pool. And we're running that on run your pool. You can do survivor. You can do pick them. You can do fantasy pools. You can do all of that. It's the home for competition. So tap into our survivor pool and try to win $500 and a $250 gift card. Play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. That's play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. All right, let's get into the slate of games twos for the WNBA playoffs. Let's kick it off with the team that we we talked about earlier, the New York Liberty playing the Chicago Sky. Sky lane nine, 
169 is the total tick down, a tick up from 168 where it opened at. Entry report pretty clean for these two teams. However, there was reports earlier. We don't know how serious it is. I'm just saying you can take it and put it into your handicap if you want, or you can take it and look into it, research it, and it may be nothing. Clear Copper reportedly went down with the ankle injury towards the end of practice today. James Wade has said that we will be fine every time that he was asked about it. <laughs> didn't didn't you get banged up at the end of the game as well? I think I, I don't think it was that game. I think it was another game that she did. I thought Copper hit bit. the ground on some type of foul in like the third quarter. And she stayed in the game afterward, but I'm pretty sure yeah. she got a little bit banged up. She might have re-aggravated it. Yeah, maybe. I noticed she's she's injured this ankle a couple of weeks ago. I think it was against the Sun where she she left the game and then came back. So this has been something that's been bothering her. I remember one possession, though, in the Liberty game. She, st- she stayed in the backcourt because she injured something. And I don't know if she came out of the game or not, but I remember it was a five-on-four for the Liberty for one possession because yeah. Copper was on the ground. Yeah. So take that into your handicap. If you want, she's not 100%. We know that, but we don't know the extent or if she is or is not going to play. James Wade has said we'll be fine multiple times when he was asked about it. So you could do with that information as you will. I am just the messenger there. However, these teams did just play the Liberty own series 1-0 right now. This is an elimination game for the Chicago Sky. Liberty won that first game 98-91. If we look at the bot score... The, the Liberty shot 49.3% from the field, 44% both from te- three. Both teams were great. I mean, yeah, it was an amazing game. 47.2% from the field for the Chicago Sky, 28% from three, but they're not really known as a three-point shooting team as we know that. And Sabrina Nescu and Natasha Howard both led scoring for the Liberty, 22 points apiece. And, and, but they had four players in double figures for the Liberty, four starters in double figures. Going over to Chicago Sky, Clear Copper led them in points, 21 points. They also had they had five players in double figures with Azare Stevens having some really, really big shots over the course of that game, giving you 16 off the bench. Whew. All right. Scott, I mean, I'm going to throw it over to you first. Is this the get-right spot for the Chicago Sky where they just go ahead, demolish the Liberty, Liberty, let's say they say, hey, we did what we were supposed to do. We wanted to force a game three, and we did that. Do they just pack it in game two? I don't think so. I like the Liberty plus the points. I feel like there's not enough of a correction being made after what happened in game one, really on both the side and the total. The total's a whole separate story. We'll get into that in a sec. But the Liberty have played this team competitively, now for the last four meetings. And we said going into the series, we thought the Liberty were potentially live. I know you were leaning towards Sky 2 nothing, but you mm-hmm. thought it was going to be a competitive 2 nothing. You didn't I said, think Sky were going to blow them out. Yeah, I said it was a competitive 2 nothing, And I, I was like, if the Liberty win game one, then I'm telling you they're winning in three. Yeah, but the way that I see it was that we both thought, because of course you had the Liberty first half money line, so you clearly thought game one was going to be close. You just thought yep. the Sky would find a way to pull it out. Yep. But... I don't think that these teams are, I'd say, that much different from each other in terms of talent based on this healthy Liberty squad. And mm-hmm. it's not even just the return of Laney, who was great as well, and how Howard and Yanescu were good. It's really been the emergence of Dolson, which has really turned the Liberty yes, into a serious yes. contender. She's been great for the last couple of weeks. And it wasn't even just her offense, which has been very solid recently. It was also the defense, because if you're looking at 
who the Sky have in the front court. Candace Parker at 17 points, which is fine. But you had Misaman, who really had an awful game one. She barely was a factor at all, and she only scored four points. Mm-hmm. So the fact that Dolson defensively was able to control the paint, I do think was really the underrated storyline of that game. But if you're asking me, after seeing the Liberty respond in a real desperate situation, closing the game on a 12 nothing run to win the game. 13. 13, 13 sorry. 13 yeah. nothing run. I, I think this Liberty team's not going to blink. And I'm not saying officially I think the Liberty are going to sweep. That's not what I'm saying. But when you said get right spot for the sky, that just means win the game. There's a difference between winning the game and winning the game by double digits. I think the Liberty are probably going to lose in this game on Friday. I mean, on Saturday, but I'm not going to pick them to get blown out. I think the Liberty have enough firepower to go head to head with the sky. And UNESCO looked like the best player on the court. I think we can agree on that. Yes, she did. And I think that it's just the Liberty got so many contributions from so many people in such big moments. Whenever we talk about the highlight pass from Maria Johannes, where we thought that we were we were only you know relying on her scoring for the duration of this series, I didn't she know she had that in an her. absolute dime. I don't think I've ever seen her dribble dime. the ball before that pass. <laughs> an absolute dime to you know Natasha Howard underneath the basket. Who that started the run. That was the first shot, basket yeah. of the thirteen nothing run. It was. And shout out to her for Natasha Howard for always being ready because I don't think she was even expecting the ball at that point in time. And so we talked about it earlier. The, outside of that first game in the beginning of the season, it was like the second game of the season for both of these teams. The Liberty have kept these games close. It's been eight <laughs> or less in every Eight or game. less in every single one. Or the Liberty have come out, like we said, eight or less, or Liberty just got an outright win. So I I don't know. This doesn't seem like a proper correction to me. I'm thinking that this line would have opened more, maybe six or seven. And, yeah. you know, some more respect to the Liberty. I think everybody's just assuming the Sky are just going to put it together and come back and bounce back and get a really good win here. But the Liberty are just as locked in as the Sky are. And if we talk about Laney and what she, in an interview with her and Stephanie Dawson, they were, and Dawson had to tell her, hey, we're the underdogs. She was like, oh, we're the underdog? Really? Like, I, I don't think we're underdogs. And like you said, when you look at this roster from talent and, and how they play, it looks like these teams are a lot closer than what we think. So, yeah, I'm with you. I'm on the New York Liberty plus the nine. They may or may not get a win, but I'm pretty sure that they keep this from getting to double digits. Unlike game one, I'm not going to recommend waiting until the last minute to take the Liberty. We both like the Liberty when the lines opened up when we did our original podcast, but yep. we I suspected it would go to nine and a half or ten just because defending champions at home against an unproven team based on track record, I thought the line movement would come in favor of Chicago, and that's why I recommended waiting, even though I was going to take the Liberty the entire way anyway. For game two, I do think there'll be money on the Liberty Mm -hmm. because of the copper injury. I think the copper injury is something that's worth monitoring, and if there is any type of news about her being either on a minute restriction or just not being able to showcase her full explosiveness... We know how quickly lines can move in WNBA with injuries. Yep. I do think you're going to see a lot of bets coming in on New York if this copper injury is even compromising 33% of her health. If she walks in at 70%, I think, I think the Sky are real are seriously an upset alert. But based on this overall game, 
I got to see a pretty similar script unfolding. I like the Liberty plus the points, and I have to like the over. I was wrong about the total in this one because I thought that you'd see the referees let them play a bit more. And in a way, they kind of did. Both teams offensively were just absolutely nuts. So I am going to go with the over. I liked what I saw a lot from both teams offensively. A lot of good looks. The Liberty tried to use zone a little bit here and there to change up the actual pace of the game. It was effective at times, not really. But I don't know how this total is not in the 170s blindly after these Mm -hmm. teams combined for 189 points in game one. Mm -hmm. Give me the Liberty and give me the over. Yeah, I'm with you as well on that. I mean, if we just look at the last... And let me, I'm sorry for not having this pulled up. It's easy to use right here, though. We just look at the last head to heads. These these totals have been, these have been flying over the totals <laughs> for, you know, the past few of these games. Three of the last four meetings have had at least 170. Yeah. Yeah. And then the one that didn't came in at 163. And you also had an overtime draw, hypothetically, because it was a three-point game. But I'm going with the over. It was a situation where you're watching the game. I don't want to compare it exactly to the Aces and Storm regular season finale, but you were just watching the game. There weren't many fluke points. You could just tell that both these teams get buckets. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was an amazing game. And I think the best game that happened thus far, it was just really, really good. So early game, I forgot to mention that. So if you all haven't caught that, this game kicks off at 12 p.m. Eastern. 12 p.m. Eastern, so make sure you get those bets in and you can catch that game before. I don't know why it's so early, but, you know, whatever. The WNBA and scheduling with their partners have, I don't know. Let's move on to the next game of slate. We have the Phoenix Mercury playing the Las Vegas Aces. Aces are up in the series. 1-0. 17 is the line right now. 167, a half a tick up from 166 and a half. 167 is the total. Only difference on the injury report from last game for these two teams is Sam Petty is questionable with a leg injury. Questionable. They carried her off the court. <laughs> yeah. Questionable. I, I it says questionable. So Oh, I mean, oh she's, she's not playing. She got carried off the court. And even Kelsey Plum mid-game was giving thoughts and prayers to the other team's player that's not a sign she's ready to go in two days i don't think she's gonna play <laughs> yeah, do you I, I i didn't think she was gonna play i didn't have her in my handicap as playing but they carried her off in like the human wheelchair maneuver like no she i think she's done <laughs> i mean it it could be like a paul pierce type thing like you know that was an actual wheelchair i said a human wheelchair <laughs> the difference they carried Paul Pierce in one of those times. I don't know. Yeah, they also carried LeBron off in the cramp situation. But I, I think you know what I'm trying to say. It looked yeah, really no, no, rough. Yeah, no, I did. It did look really bad. I don't think she's playing. I don't but think hey, she's playing. You but... know, she's officially questionable, I guess. 79-63 for this Las Vegas Aces. However, this was more of a sweat than you think. Yeah. <laughs> it was the it was about three fourths of this game where you were just sitting there like, all right, we're not getting this cover now. <laughs> I was so annoyed watching the first three quarters because I knew the Aces were the much more talented team. They were just playing so it was dumb. playing with your food. It was they playing, were playing so dumb. And then you had a flagrant foul on Gray where she was going to the lane, and I think it was Turner who like half decked her. And mm-hmm. after that, the aces took off. So, that was kind of the moment where the flip switched and just said, all right, we got to kill these people. And they did. So uh, it was. I know it opened to 15 and a half. I liked it at 15 and a half. 
I think the Aces bury him in this game. I think they had the fun. Let's see how much we have to actually try in this series. And Phoenix gave them the, we're not going anywhere. And Phoenix said, all right, I guess we got to smack you in the fourth quarter. And they Mm -hmm. did. I think they come out here at home. I like the first half for the Aces. I don't think they let Phoenix hang around this time. Mm -hmm. I think the game's over after the first quarter. I think Aces jump them. They're up double digits after one. I think they win this game by 20 plus. I feel like the playing with their food situation is over and the aces know and Becky Hammond knows let's just end this thing and get a couple days off. Yeah. I mean, I don't have anything else. I, I don't have anything. Else. I, I will do the same thing that I did last time. It cashed last time. Mercury team total under, I got yeah. that at 75 and a half last time. Can you explain Cash, the actual no total for this game? Not just team total, but why is this total higher than the Liberty game? I have X. No, it's not higher. I oh, know. Sorry. Like, no, it's 166 and a half. Sorry. I'd yeah. opened up like, I thought it opened up like high 160s or 170 even. I guess money's poured in on the under as it should. I don't get why the totals in the mid to high 160s when the Mercury could not score for the entire game. So I think that is actually, I think this is going to have the game result that we were looking for last time of the reason that this is, that this is even ticking up this high is because they pretty much think that the aces are going to score 90 to hundred points this go around. They should. <laughs> and, and the, the Phoenix, while how incompetent that they are right now with the staff that they have, they're going to get, you know, close to 70. I doubt they get 70, but they're going to get close to 70. That's the point, though. You're pricing one team under 70, and yet the total basically has the other team winning by default by like 25 points. Yeah, I'm I'm with I'm with the team total under for the Mercury. I just don't think that I I think that they're going to lock in. I don't think they're going to put up a bunch of points and they don't have any weapons going to run away with it. Yeah, Yeah, you just lost. You just lost Petty. That was another one. And. I don't know, maybe Sam Thomas, AP, <laughs> all rookie, get some minutes in this one, but I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I actually know. just realized, by the way, did you know that the third quarter of game one was nine to nine? Yes. yes. I did not even because realize I that until it. now. Because I, I lie bet, I lie bet a, uh, Ace's third quarter. It was like three and a half. And I said, all right, you know what? They're about to come out the third quarter, smoke them, and this is where we get our cover. I was so pissed. So I didn't crazy. realize it was nine to nine. Like that, I don't that know, was rough. I don't know how that happened. No idea how that happened. Oh my gosh, it was really really bad. And then they go and just well, at least we hit the original bet. But man, I I really thought I was getting somebody on a live bet there. All right, let's transition over to Sunday, where we have the Dallas Wings and the Connecticut Sun. Going in for game two, Sun minus one. Well, I'm sorry, Sun are one and oh. They won that first game in resounding fashion in that second half. Now the line is at minus 11 and a half, 162 and a half on the total. Don't think I see anything new for an injury report on these two teams. Let's see here. Yeah, as everybody, if you didn't know, now you know Arike is still not playing. She's not playing in this series at all, so they're going to have to go do without her. Scott, we were high on Dallas before game one. Has that gone away for you? I wouldn't say it's fully gone away for me. I don't think they're going to win the series. I mean, duh, they're now one nothing. They lost by 25. I thought they were a pretty live dog to potentially at least steal one on the road. Maybe they are. You know, we'll see. Of course, every game is independent. The Warriors were down 50 against the Grizzlies, and they still won a title. 
So, I mean, it, it happens. You know, you can bounce back the game after and see if you can kind of throw the first game out or make some adjustments and catch the team off guard. I think the issue was I underestimated Connecticut. Mm-hmm. The Wings really did not play well at all. They were sloppy. They didn't generate many shots. Defensively, they were also a mess. They were jumping on every pump fake. They gave up a bunch of wide-open shots. But I watched the Sun at the end of the year, and they were good. But I saw them struggle to put away a Minnesota team in the final game of the season. And I was concerned because I thought that this team was pretty good, but I thought they were a little bit overhyped. And it appears that Connecticut might have been saving a gear for the playoffs that I didn't know that they had because (laughs) I don't know what the hell that even was. That was a murder. I had not seen Connecticut play that well in probably a month and a half, two months. That was an absolute clinic on both sides of the floor. So I think I'm still going to lean to the wings just because I do think the spread is it's just crazy high. I, I really don't think that the wings are 25 points worse than the sun. I just think they had an awful game, and I'm mm. hoping they can make some adjustments. But I will tip my cap to the sun because they turned out to be a lot better than I thought they were. I thought they were, I thought they were good beforehand. I didn't realize they were like hovering tiers into the great tier. I didn't realize they were that good. Yeah, no, so... 93-68 was that final for game one. The Sun with a wire-to-wire win, a rare wire-to-wire win, but a wire-to-wire win none in itself. Wings couldn't get over 20 points in any quarter. Yeah. And so, uh, I don't know, man. That was concerning. It was very concerning. So, I'm on the fence. I'm not going to actually have a play on the side, but I would lean to the points. I, I feel like... It's a really tough call when there's a blowout in game one and you have to determine how much of the line movement's legitimate and how much is an overreaction. And you kind of have to try to thread the needle to find out exactly which one it is. I think my favorite play in this game would be the under. I just feel like Connecticut's defense was the story of the game. Mm-hmm. And Connecticut offensively scored 93. I'm hoping that the Wings coaching staff focuses on the defense as the first thing they need to improve because they gave up at least 21 points in each quarter and they gave up a bunch of wide open shots. It concerns me. Plus the sun also shot 52.1% from the floor. I'm not sure how sustainable that is, but in this overall series in the regular season, you saw a couple of low scoring games in there. The total of this game is 162 and a half. Uh, you've had uh, it be near the total in the last couple of meetings. But the last two meetings have gone under. I'm going to lean to the under. I don't feel great about it. But I do think that the Wings are better than that performance they had in game one. I'm hoping for pride purposes, they show up for at least a half. Yeah, I... If you take take the sun, I'd understand it. 15 turnovers in that first game. And 15 to 9 was the... I thought it was 17. No, I got 15 here. I see 17. I see 15 fouls, 17 turnovers. Oh, no. I got 15. Oh, okay. no, no, ESPN is 17. Okay. Either way, it's a lot. I'm on ESPN. It says 15. Is this wrong? Hold on. Let me refresh. No, whatever. It doesn't matter. Either the, way, they, they had a lot of turnovers, yeah. and they didn't have – they had a lot of turnovers, and the Sun didn't have a lot of turnovers. And, you know, those turnovers led to a lot of transition buckets where it was just – like you said, it was just – at this point, it was just a clinic, like a pure clinic – put on by the sun everything went right i don't know if i want to bet on the team that everything went right but 
I don't know if I want to bet on this Dallas team, how they look that matchup, but I know they play better. I've seen them play better. Even without Enrique, I've seen them play better. They look younger than experienced. Assume. And that was yeah. my takeaway. They looked like they were a deer in the headlights for the majority of that game. I'm going to just chop it up to this game one in the playoffs and, you know, you're figuring things out. I am going to have a small lean to the Dallas Wings. I don't like it. I really don't like this game at all anymore. I felt really comfortable about the Wings. And I just, at this point, the Wings got to show me to get me some of my confidence back in them. But I, no, I'm no chance you. I'm I touch you on the, the side. Under, though, for sure. There's no chance I touch the side in this game for a full game. I'm not doing it. You can argue maybe Wings first half because they just cannot afford to get off to a bad start. And yeah. maybe Connecticut starts playing with its food because they dominated that badly in game one. So maybe they just feel like they already have it in the bag. So maybe Dallas first one, if you want to get uh, Dallas first half, you want to get cute with it, but I'm not touching the side at all. I'm looking at the under. Maybe if you think that Dallas's offense really can't solve this team, maybe a team total under for Dallas, but I like the full game under. I think you'll see Dallas's defense look better and Connecticut's defense is good anyway. So I'm going to go with the under. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm on and under as well. I think that it's just more competitive. And if Dallas does cover, I think they cover with their defense, not because their offense went and scored 85-plus points or something mm. like that. All right, let's move on to the last game of the slate. We have the Washington Mystics and the Seattle Storm. Seattle Storm up 1-0 in the series. Elimination game for the Washington Mystics, minus 3.5 for the Storm. Pretty much same spot where it opened up. Ticked up half a point to 160 and a half. Opened up in 161 and a half. Now it's down to 160 and a half. Over for game one, 86, 83. And again, another really, really good game where the Mrs. were actually leading at halftime. And this was a back and forth game the entire way. Jewel Lloyd came up big in the end and, you know, some. Uh, came up clutch and they were able to go and finally get that, you know, get that win. Shout out to the last second cover because they were up five. They were up five. And then they got a last second layup that made it to brought it down in three. And we were able to get that cover. You know, I'm just saying you got to remember days like when stuff like that happens, you just got to remember that, hey, we got over on those bets. So when when the bad beats come, you're like, all right, you know, as he giveth, he taketh away as well. And we got away with that one for my Washington plus four people that wrote with me on Washington plus four. We got away with that one right there. All yeah. right, Scott. Uh, do you have really any takeaways from game one besides the fact that these teams are pretty even, but I still think Seattle's a little bit better? Because that's what I thought going in. I just thought Seattle was going to win the series. I Did anything surprise you in game one? No, nothing surprised me. They actually all played. I mean, the only thing that surprised me is that the, well, I wouldn't even say it surprised me because I said I thought that Seattle might get a win, but it was going to be close. So nothing really surprised me. The game went exactly, exactly how I thought the game was going to go. And now um, I've seen these two teams play in, in person. These two teams are evenly matched. Like these, these two teams are evenly matched and they actually go blow for blow with each other. I think, you know, a couple shots went the storm way last game. I think a couple shots go to Mystics way this way. I'm still on the points. I think the Mystics have a chance to just go ahead and tie this one and take it back to D.C. I think the concerning part for the storm is the fact that they did end up coming from behind, which is a good sign. The problem is they shot extremely well from the floor and from three compared to the Mystics. They shot 50.8% from the floor compared to 485 for Washington. They shot 50% from three. They shot 10 for 20, while Washington yep. shot seven for 19. So it was still a very close game despite that. And they only lost the turnover battle by one. 
and actually attempted more free throws. So you're kind of wondering how the Mystics actually managed to... <laughs> and, they, and they also yeah. won the rebounding battle by four. So you kind of wonder how this game was even that close because based on the better three-point shooting, the one more turnover, so not real differential there, and four more rebounds, you'd probably assume that Seattle won this game by like eight points, just looking solely at the box score and the team stats. Yep. The game was close throughout. I think I'm going to go with the Storm anyway, though. I feel like the one thing that surprised me in the game was Deladon. I know she's very good. I didn't expect her to go 11 for 17. I figured this series she'd average around 19. She put up 26. She was great and extremely efficient. I question if she'll be able to be this efficient again because we know Seattle's main adjustment is going to be to make sure Deladon doesn't get any great isolation looks. I think that's the main adjustment. They're going to dare the next person up to beat them. I think Seattle just has too many weapons to do that because you have Stewart at 23 and 12, and Jewel Lloyd was awful for three quarters, and she woke up in the fourth. So I'm hoping that if Lloyd can keep that momentum going for potentially, hell, even two quarters instead of four, instead of one that we saw in game one, I think Lloyd and Stewart are just too much firepower. And Charles wasn't great either. I'm hoping she plays better in this one. But I'll take the Storm. I think they'll win this game by like six. I think it'll be competitive. But I'm still waiting for a couple of Seattle's players who showed glimpses in game one to put together more complete performances in game two. It feels like Washington got pretty steady contributions from everybody and they still mm -hmm. lost the game. I think that's concerning for me. I'm going to take, I'm going to take Seattle. And that's really it. I think Washington played at their floor. I think they played at about their floor. I didn't think Seattle played that well and they still won. Yeah. And so, but that's, but you know, that's what I'm talking about. I think Washington played like they, they played a very, you know, average game. I think everybody played, you know, gave you some good buckets, gave you some good minutes, but Deladon was like the big piece that rised above everything else. And I'm expecting for them to get more contribution. Like, I think this was a warm up. I think that was a warm up. I think the best ball that this Washington team has to offer is to come. I would actually play a, I would get down on a series bet right now for Washington to come back and win the series. Does because it it's yeah. how concerning that's how concerning that it is for how good that the storm played. And they still, they still barely eked away with that one. I well, think the storm that's where we disagree. Cause I don't mm -hmm. think the storm played that well. I think that's where we're disagreeing. Cause I'm looking at just the scoring depth for both teams. I don't want to interrupt your full point here, no. but I feel like we disagree on how well these teams played because Washington had four starters and double figures and Deladon at 26 cloud looked good off the injury. And I thought they looked solid overall, but Seattle through about three quarters had what a combined 10 points from Tina Charles and Jewel Lloyd through about through about three quarters. Yeah. I think Seattle's second and third best players, you could argue fourth if you want to throw Sue Bird in there somewhere in between. I just think that Jewel Lloyd got herself going, and I think that's going to be the deciding factor. And Tina Charles could get going herself. So I feel like Washington played close to its offensive ceiling, in my opinion, in game one. I think Seattle played far from the ceiling, and that's why I'm kind of concerned for Washington in game two. Okay. That's I... And yeah, I'm on the other side of you. I yeah. think that Washington has way more to give. And just from seeing this team all season and seeing how relentless they are, because they've been in situ they've been in this situation when they had that two game series against them in their home court, they lost that first game and came back and won that second game. I think that these two teams are 
a lot closer than one, what the odds makers are giving them in these three and a half points. I really think this should be more of like two, but I think that with the best of Washington is yet to come. And we're going to see a lot more, not only more consistency, but just more relentlessness on the defensive end that forced Jewel Lloyd and Tina Charles to have three, well, four bad quarters for Tina Charles, but most of their game to have a really bad off night and all that. I expect to see a more complete game defensively where they say, hey, in this fourth quarter, we're going to hold serve. We're not going to give it up like we gave it up last time. So, yeah, I'm still on Washington plus three and a half. I'm actually on a money line this one. I think Washington gets the win. All right, before we get to our lock and dog segment, let's go ahead and get paid because Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform with millions of players around the world. They have over 4 million users on the app and you can now play their new over-under game where, look, you just choose the players, choose the props, over-under, throw them all into the contest, whoop, 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 and you can win from two to 20 times the money you put in. And with the NFL season around the corner, Sleeper is the first sports contest built into the fantasy experience where you can go and select players off your fantasy team and select their over-unders right then and there in the app. It's super cool, super dope. I really, really think people should go in there and play around with it. Go check it out. And make sure you use our promo code, sleeper.com slash SGP, because not only will that put you into our chat where you can see what we're what we're putting in the contest and you can copy our contest picks, but you can also get a first deposit match up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP for your first deposit match up to $100. Terms and conditions apply. See sleeper's terms used for details. What's brought to you by Trade Coffee? Look. Trade Coffee is the best way to get the personalized best cup of joe for you. They have this Trade Coffee quiz where you take the quiz and they will personalize a bag, your perfect brew just for you, exactly what you are looking for. And they send it right to your door. Go ahead, get a subscription at drinktrade.com slash SGP. And new subscribers get a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping. That's drinktrade.com slash SGP to take the quiz and get your $30 off. Let trade find the coffee you'll love. Drinktrade.com slash SGP. And also, if you've ever, you know, had money issues, we've all had our money issues here or there. Dave, the banking app that can help you get extra $500 instantly. Look, all you have to do is just sign up for the app and they can help you get the financial relief you need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and need some extra help, download the Dave app and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download Dave app now from the app store. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. Your future you will thank you. All right, Scott. It's time for our lock and dog. Uh, Let's see. For my lock... You want to throw in a bonus player prop? Yeah, definitely. I actually just thought of one. Uh, well, I was thinking of one in my head that I wanted to get down on, but I didn't even go see if it's an actual prop yet. But for my lock. I was saying, because I know people on Twitter reached out wondering if we can cover some props. So yeah, I, I figured worst case is we could throw in a bonus player prop pick. Let's see. Do they do they have these up? Uh, depends what you're looking for. What are you looking for? Uh, what's uh? Do they have anything for the Washington's uh the Washington's no. game? 
The only two games I see are the Liberty game and the Mercury game. So the Saturday games are the only games that have props up. Okay. Uh, Well, figures. All right. Either way. Okay. Let's go ahead and do this. I will kick us off with, yeah, I'm just not going to think too hard about it. I see a 16 and a half here. I'm going to take it. Give me aces minus 16 and a half as my lock. Snow, real question. I just think that this is gets out ugly and this is the track meet. This is the 20, 30 point blowout that we thought we were getting in game one. That's my lock for my dog. I'm taking Washington Mystics on the money line plus 138. That I think that they, these two teams are equal. I think that Washington played a very good game and they see everything they could have worked on. They have the adjustments. Now they put that into action. They tie this up and it goes back to DC. Give me Washington Mystics plus 138 on the money line. That is my dog. And for a player prop, I'm going to give out. Let's do. I'm going to just take a chance and I'm going to go with clear copper under 17 and a half points. It, the, the ankle injury re-aggravating in practice is just doesn't give me good feelings. And so whether she comes in, she tries to go and it feels like she can't go anymore. She subs out for the rest of the game, minutes restriction, or she just doesn't feel comfortable and she can't get to her shot the way she likes to, because that ankle is bothering her. I'm going to take the chances. 17 and a half is one of the higher points totals on the board. And I can see her falling short coming somewhere of like 12 to 13 points. So yeah, give me Clea copper under 17 and a half minus 114. That is my player prop Scott over to you. So uh, my player prop was also going to be copper under. So I don't know if I actually want to, double down on that or not, but I'm looking at the regular season meetings and the playoff game, of course. She scored 21, but she did have landed on defender's foot in the third quarter, which I thought, and now she re- apparently re-aggravated it in uh, practice today. Corner of the coach, she's fine, but I don't know what fine actually means. That just means she's going to play. I don't know if it's going to be affecting her at all, but you look at the actual regular season meetings against New York, 16 points, 17 points, and 13 points. That's what she had. So she's gone over one time and it was the playoff game and now she's hurt. So copper under was also going to be my uh, pick for the player prop. Now for the actual uh, lock, it's going to be similar to yours, but I'm going to go with the aces first half. I just think they blitz them. I don't think that uh, the mercury really have any weapons at all. We saw them only hang in there because Vegas really couldn't make a shot for about three quarters, and then they woke up. But in addition to all the people they're already missing, they're now missing another person who was capable of giving them double-digit points. They really don't have anybody anymore who can score. And after Mm -hmm. the Aces let this team hang around for basically two and a half, three quarters, I think they bury them. I think Wilson has a very good game. She was awful in game one, so I feel like this coaching staff is going to try to get her going early on. And I'm not sure if the Mercury have an answer when she is not shooting terribly from the outside. But I'm going to take the Aces first half. I really think they're going to be up double digits potentially after a quarter. But it's also emotionally deflating. When the Mercury hang around, no one gave them a shot. And then one of your best active players left. You don't have many left. One of your best ones left gets carried off the court. And then as soon as she gets injured, you get run out of the building. I think emotionally they might be fried. I think they gave their best effort for the first half. I think that was basically all they had. I think Vegas just immediately blitzes them, and I think they probably lead by 
a decent amount at half. I see minus nine in the first half. I'm going to take it. I think they're up double digits at halftime. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, shoot, even another player prop in for that one, I, I could buy in on Asia Wilson over 20 and a half points, minus 130. Chelsea Gray's at 14 and a half, and she's been going crazy. I could buy in on that. I think that it's just going to, they're just going to score early and often. And, you know, a lot of these players are going to hit these player props in the first half and, or be right on the edge of it at the end of that first half. I think that it's going to be an offensive explosion from the mm-hmm. So I'm with you there. And they solved the zone, which is very important because we know that. That was the main issue that Vegas ran into for a decent portion of the game. And then fourth quarter, they realized, wait a second, they can't stop anybody that dribbles into the zone. Like, no, they can't. So just keep going to the paint. And that's why they scored a bunch of points and gray caught fire, which helped. But I don't think Phoenix has any other answers. They went to the breaking case of emergency zone defense, which worked briefly, but Vegas has seen it now. I don't think Phoenix has any more tricks up its sleeve. All right. So I'm guessing you're not hedging your dog with an 11 to one Mercury money line. I am not. Uh, that is not going to happen. <laughs> the dog I was I was really confused about because I'm not exactly sure what I like. I thought about maybe taking the sky to win by like one to six points, but I actually think the Liberty are alive to win the game. So I don't exactly know what I want to do for this damn thing. Um, you know what? I'll go for a parlay because. Why not? I'm feeling like it. Um, I'm going to go with the Sky and Liberty uh, over 169 and a half. And I'm going to throw that with the Aces and Mercury under. And that two pick is going to pay out a plus 271. Okay. Say that one more time. I'm going to go with the Liberty and Sky over. Okay. And I'm going to take the Aces and Mercury under. I see 169 and a half for the Sky game and 166 and a half for the Aces. And that two-pick parlay on the total pays out a plus 271. All right. I like it. Love it. Other than that, that's been this episode of the WNBA Gambling Podcast. Make sure you subscribe if you haven't been already subscribed. If you're listening to this on the SGPN Network feed, make sure you go subscribe. We have our own feed. Listen to us there. WNBA Gambling Podcast. Subscribe to us. Leave reviews. I really... Hop into the Discord, sg.pn slash Discord. Yes, make sure you do that. Have a good Discord conversation going in there. Other than that, Scott, you have anything for the people before we get up out of here? Not really. Uh, Looking forward to the next couple of days in WNBA. I'm sure we'll be back at some point during the weekend, either tomorrow or Sunday, probably Sunday if I had to guess. But either way, looking forward to the rest of the playoffs. Besides that, it was fun doing the win totals for the Eastern Conference and the NBA. We're going to do the West Coast totals or the Western Conference totals, I should say, next week, which should be fun. Uh, we did a DFS show for preseason week two for Friday, which tells you how much we love to gamble. Yep. Uh, besides that, we also have a bunch of stuff going on. I got tennis going on. I'll probably have an episode for that tonight. Uh, yeah. You have anything else you want to add? Because we got podcasts all over the place and you should check them all out. Yeah, podcast galore. Make sure you all check it out. Oh, and NFL divisions for the NFL gambling podcast. Yep, NFL, college football, NBA. Everything is coming to a steam. We're putting out great, tremendous content. Make sure you are tapped in to us all over the network. But other than that, other than that, these playoffs have been fired thus far. I have nothing else to say. I have no idea how I'm in this podcast. I'm going to just end it. 
I'm just ending like this. We out of here.